Welcome to the Ollie at WVU podcast, Get to Know Each Other. This is Michelle, and I'm your host for this episode. Today, we are speaking with Mike and Hillary Atfield, who have been Ollie members for seven years in Morgantown. Hillary and Mike enjoy hiking and have walked most of the nearby trails in both West Virginia and Pennsylvania. They have also hiked in California, Peru, Slovakia, Italy, New Zealand, and many other places as well. For them, hiking is not just healthy exercise, but a chance to see spring flowers, fall leaves, and views from wonderful overlooks. Thanks again to Hillary and Mike for joining me. And I want to take a second to recognize all the volunteer work Mike has been doing, helping us make the Zoom class recordings available to Ollie members. Next time you see him on Zoom, please pass along your thanks as well. And now, on to Hillary, Mike, and me talking a lot about hiking. Thank you guys for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about hiking because for those of you who have been around for in Morgantown for a while, you may have seen the classes that they present uh, that Mike presented on hiking the Inca Trail, but they've done other hiking besides that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Anything you guys want to say before we jump in? Anything you want to add about yourselves before we start talking about my favorite topic of hiking? Well, I want to say that for me, hiking means something very strenuous. So I, I wouldn't use the term for myself. I would use the term walking, ambling, strolling, <laughs> and that's all included. <laughs> no, um, uh, thank you very much for asking us to do this. I, I appreciate you being willing to do this with me. So let's get started with the hiking stuff. How and when did you guys get started hiking? Is this something you did as a kid or is this something you picked up as adults? Well, as a child, I grew up in Scotland. I suppose every Sunday afternoon, our family went for a walk, or at least my father and my brother and I did. My mother was busy cooking. Yeah, nothing, nothing terribly big. It wasn't until we came to live here, I think, when we did hikes of any size, really. Yes, my family hiked. It was a Sunday thing. Um, my father liked to go up to the pub and have his uh, beer for lunch, and then uh, he'd come back for a pretty good meal. Then he'd go and have a nap, and then we'd all go out as a complete family. We lived in North London in England, and it was what was called the Green Belt was around us, which is an area that people weren't allowed to build on. And there were woods and fields, and we probably walked about three miles as a family. That was a great treat for us. So you said there were some woods there. I'm assuming they are not woods like we have here in West Virginia. What was the landscape like where you guys hiked, Hillary? Oh, it was more rolling farmland where I was in central Scotland. There weren't the, there weren't the numerous trees. There were bushes and hedges, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, and little paths that you could follow. Mainly though, we walked on the roads. And uh, there wasn't as much traffic that you would have to worry about, so it was all right. Yeah, our woods were real woods. They were not, um, you know, they'd been let grow for many years. In fact, uh, we walked very close to the Battle of Barnet, which was fought in 1471. There were, there were fields and woods, and it was, it was kept that way deliberately as, a, as a, essentially a park. After that, after my family walks, I started walking when I was pretty much, when I was at college, at university, and... A uh, friend and I, we climbed a so-called mountain in, like, in Wales, which was like the mountains here and not really 
craggy things, but uh, we climbed it in winter. We walked through snow and ice to get up to the top. It was fun. Well, I suppose, uh, you know, what reminds me, we, we went to the Lake District and in England and there, it's not dissimilar to the Lake District up in New York State, but there are a lot of small lakes um, that you can walk from one to the other over a hill, a mini mountain. Very beautiful, all recorded in poetry, Wordsworth, etc. That was nice. And then I suppose there were other walks like that. I'm thinking of, of Ben Nevis area in Scotland. And do we it was just generally accepted that you might, you know, spend a little time walking. People walk quite a lot then, and just as recreation. It's different here, you know, I feel we live out in the country about five miles. Mm -hmm. And if you go walking down the side roads, you feel like everybody's watching you. <laughs> and there are dogs and there are guns. And it's a totally different kind of thing. So, I mean, here we go to park. I think in Britain, there were all sorts of just ordinary places you could go. But here you feel more comfortable along designated trails and parks, I think. Yeah, the actual interesting thing about England is that they have rights of way, footpaths that go through farms and areas like that, and they are set by law. The, the owners who own the land can't do anything with them because they're rights of way. And so there are many walks for miles and miles, often going through fields, um, you know, some perhaps woods, that sort of thing too. What are some of your favorite places to have hiked? Obviously, you may have super fun memories of where you walked as kids. Um, is there, are some of those places your favorites or is it places you've hiked as adults that really stick in your memories? Well, we've hiked in a lot of places abroad actually. And uh, there are a lot of memories of those. You, you mentioned Peru and that's probably the most amazing track, track we've ever done, which involved camping out. Um, we had people who actually carried our luggage for us. That was very nice. Beautiful scenery in uh, Slovakia. We went with some friends who were Czech friends and uh, we walked there for several days and that was beautiful. Uh, we love Italy. We've walked there oh. multiple times now. Lake Como is particularly beautiful. We were staying in a hotel at uh, the fork of, uh, of Lake Como. It divides like a little man almost his legs. And we were in the the in Bellagio. Bellagio, that's right. And from our, our little hotel room, right in the roof, as it were, we looked across, and there was this what looked like a sheer rock face on the other side of the river, or river or lake at that point. And on it, there was this little white dot. And I think, well, what is that? After a while, we said, you know, I think it's a church. But how does it get up there on the wrong place? How do you get there? <laughs> so we decided to explore. I looked it up. <laughs> there was a trail. Yeah. So we, we, we got a ferry across the lake and uh, walked into the village. And the back of the village, there was a little signpost that said to the church or whatever. And it sort of went away around the back that you wouldn't be able to see you know, as you're looking straight at it. And um, we found ourselves all the way up. <laughs> gorgeous view of the whole lake. Right, yeah. oh, it was spectacular up there. And it was one of these places that's not on the tourist brochures. 
oh. it's just something that you spot no. and think, well, what is that? Let's Nobody was on the trail except us. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. And there were the stations of the cross all the way up. So it was a very well-known path to the locals, obviously, to people of the area. But, it was a saint uh, thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't remember who. Well, the, but, uh, yeah. but the nice thing about Italy is you get the mixture. You can only not only do nice walks, and but along the way you see old houses, you see old churches, you see all sorts of things mm. that you know add to the fun of just walking. And if you want something more exotic, perhaps, <laughs> or at least further away, Mike has his sister, one of his sisters is in New Zealand. So after I retired, we decided we'd go see her. And then we took a trip to the South Island. And there's a well-known town called Queenstown, which is the center of everything outdoors. You name a sport that you can do outdoors. And I think they, <laughs> <laughs> from bungee jumping to parasailing, climbing, rock climbing. Biking. <laughs> behind it is um, Ben Lomond. Ben Lomond. <laughs> I, I like that, all these Scottish names. So you can take a, a chairlift up. Half we do that. Part, yeah, we took the chairlift part of the way up. Yeah. And then you climb a bit further, you think, okay, well, I want to view down of the, the lake. Uh, something like the Incomparables or the, yeah, or the, uh, the Remarkables. Remarkables. That's the yes, range of mountains, the Remarkables. <laughs> Which are indented like a, a pie dish, you know, a fluted pie dish. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So that was quite a good view, but we weren't at the top. There was another ridge up there. So we went to the saddle. Okay, we can, go, we can go up there to the saddle, <laughs> so we can make that. And then when we got there, and we had a rest, we thought, you know what, maybe we can do the last bit. Well, I tell you, it almost killed me, hands and knees, practically. <laughs> but we got to the very top, and what a view. Oh, spectacular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that again in a hurry. Yeah, right. another one with a great view was one we did on the North Island, which was going um, in an area where there are volcanoes. They're, they're pretty far away, but you know, you can see them and they distinctly look like the volcanoes. And that was gorgeous. That yeah, walk. not presently erupting, you understand. No, but they were very <laughs> There's a lot of uh, heat under the earth there because a place called Rotorua, they have amazing hot springs and um, boiling mud and all sorts of fun things. That's not a hike, that was right. just a walk around there. Mm. <laughs> but over the past year, it's been West Virginia, West Virginia, West Virginia. I think we, we covered every trail in the Morgantown area, just mm -hmm. about. Right, done every trail in Ohio Park, just about. Yeah, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's, what are your favorite places to hike in West Virginia? Or what is your favorite trail that you've hiked so far? Obviously, it's nine near impossible mm -hmm. to cover everything because there are so many trails here. Well, oddly enough, and um, this may be unfamiliarity, but I think Cooper's Rock has some of the best things in, um, in West Virginia. But you probably know that better than I do. We go to Raven Rock, which is astonishing. And over on um, the Snake Hill side, there's some great overlooks over there too. Amazing. And then walking down to the lake is very pleasant past the Iron Furnace. We've, we've had some funny experiences there. One, one time we ended up, well, this was years ago at Mont Chateau, and I think we had to climb over the fence to get out. <laughs> well, the path used to go that way. Yeah, there was a you know there was a beach at Mont Chateau. It was part of the state park. 
Yeah, I actually come across that 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 Mon there was Monchito State Park. Yeah. Yes, and, then and they took it away from us. I can't believe it. Yeah, we do Scott Run quite a lot. That's a nice round trip past the reservoir. Oh, Scott Run, yeah. Yeah. And Cooper's Rock. Yeah. I like Ohio Pile. That's that's good mm -hmm. fun. Uh, what's the the Great Gorge Trail? You like the Great Gorge yeah. Trail? Yeah. That's 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 short. I mean, it's a mile and a half, and you know, there and back, you get near three miles maybe. But it's very pleasant. And the Bowman Trail, we usually do once a year. It's a steady climb up with a gorgeous view at the top. Yeah. And we found some others more recently that we've done. They've been mm -hmm. fun. There are all sorts of little places to go that we never knew about. You know, talking about, okay, where should we go today sort of thing. Close to us, so out, uh, there are two wildlife management areas. Uh, with little fishing lakes mm -hmm. and that's quite pleasant to go and wander around those and we like the mason dixon park too yeah and then and the mason dixon park at um i was going to say blacksville it's not blacksville and mount morris mount morris um yeah that, that's a very pleasant little park and at the moment the, the uh, bluebells are out they're probably you know on their way down now the shedding there <laughs> blooms a little but, but it's almost as gorgeous as the Arboretum. And they've got a fairy door trail there on the same trail as the Bluebells, where they've, um, I think mostly Boy Scouts, but yeah, girls, girls, girls as well. Yeah. They've created these little houses for fairies. In the, and say if a tree has a hollow, they put a door on it and they put other things around it. Our That's, kids loved it. Our grandkids loved it. Where have you heard it all in the New River Gorge area or Cranberry <laughs> Wilderness or Dolly Sods? Uh oh. Well, <laughs> One other thing else we've done in our life has been biking as well, just cycling on the path mostly. But we tried a cross-country trail up on that um, New River Gorge. <laughs> um, actually, we did two walks. One was a walk, though. We walked to that, um, yeah, it was Nuttleberg. Nuttleberg, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's where we cycled. Then we did um, another walk. But we've also been there since then, and we've done the, the Diamond Point Trail, I think, which comes out to a gorgeous yes. view. Yes, yeah. that, that is one of my favorite views. Another one, if you're on the other side of the gorge, is um, the Long Point Trail. That actually, you can see the bridge. And that's actually okay. a surprisingly easy hike. But yeah, okay. you can get a gorgeous view of the bridge from the Long Point Trail. Just on the other oh. side of 19 is Babcock, and there's some beautiful hiking there. And mm. it's got some of, uh, if you like the CCC, uh, the C Civilian Conservation Corps cabins, there are some gorgeous CCC cabins at Babcock. They're, mm. you know, they're very 100% not handicapped accessible. You have to go down rock steps to get to them, but they're just beautiful cabins. So. Yeah, they're very solidly made. Yes, they're the one. <laughs> if you think of the uh, the Rock City at the Rock City Trailhead at Cooper's Rock, that the big log uh, structures with the round yeah. logs, that's a lot what those what CCC cabins look like. Yeah, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've stayed in one at Watoga at least. Mm -hmm. I remember one of these log houses. It was a log house with the the filling in between the logs. Yeah, the chinking. Those are, I think those are so beautiful. Now another place we've walked is um, 
I think it's called Bald Knob, but I'm not sure. And there might be multiple places. This one's close to the um, like resort or the, the place you stay. Okay. And that yeah. has a lovely view when you get to the top. Yeah, that's not such a bad walk. Right. There are two ways that I've found to get to Bald Knob. Um, one was you can take the ski lifts up and then walk over. Or the other way was to hike straight up the, the, the cross country trail, which isn't really cross country and was pretty, pretty steep. But those are some beautiful views there because I know you're That's always looking for those. So yeah. I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you, what tips do you have for people who maybe haven't uh, hiked a lot and are looking to get into it? Because I know a bunch of people signed up for the hikes that I'm gonna be doing in May. So do you have any tips for people? Comfortable shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I think a, a number of the trails in Cooper's Rock now are not very pleasant to walk on. Um, you, know, you do need boots for them, I think, because your ankle twists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because normally I use sneakers when I'm walking, even though perhaps I should use boots, but they, <laughs> they're easier and the, you know, if, the, if the trail is good, there's no problem. On the other hand, the first time I got new boots, I I went to Cooper's Rock and twisted my ankles. So. <laughs> Not seriously. I don't know. Um, what else? I get quite warm in the summer, so I can be prepared to take something you can take layers, maybe. Yeah. So you know, you always like you take out a poncho or something. You never know. Big downpour at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, Some water, of course, or drinking. Mm -hmm. Few bars of this and that. Oh, uh, some band aids. Yes. <laughs> um, and suntan lotion. Or insect repellent, perhaps. Yeah, I, I mean, I think maybe don't be too ambitious the first time you go. Maybe two miles is enough the first time you sort of start off. And then you can be so pleased with yourself that you've done it. And then just, you know, ratchet it up as you feel comfortable, I suppose. You yeah, guys you use hiking sticks or staffs? Well, not, not until now, but now I would. <laughs> did in Peru, <laughs> yeah. but not since then. Right. right. Oh, I remember in Peru, we were on this trail that um, doesn't look too bad, but you get, you're at high elevation. You're going up to what? Over 10,000 feet. Oh, 13,000 wow. feet. And there was, we, we were going strong, we thought. Not, not too fast, but there was this older lady with two sticks. And she was just going so slowly and on she went. Well, I tell you, she got there before we did <laughs> because she was slow and steady and she didn't have to stop for breath. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly you run out of breath and you yeah. have to stop. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think a stick, you know, as you get older, if you begin to have creaks, uh, I think a stick will. Or balance. Yeah. Sometimes it's drop offs right. beside the trail, you have to be careful. My father Often. used to carry one and he, he, you had to walk with a flourish, you know, your arm <laughs> up and down. <laughs> oh. I started yeah. using sticks after I broke my, after I broke my ankle and I found it oh. makes a huge, huge difference. Last summer after I broke my foot, I actually was using two sticks as I was mm. getting back in. And not only does it make it a lot easier to go up the hills, but I discovered it actually gives you a little bit of an upper body workout, which yeah. that's a bonus as well. Yeah, for anybody who's afraid of their balance, uh, you know, and think, oh, that's well, me. I can't go up the slope, <laughs> then, then that would be good. Yeah. 
As for other tips, um, you probably know this better than me, but you know, perhaps you have to be careful on what paths you choose because they're not all that well marked necessarily. You know, choose ones that are well marked uh, unless you're going with somebody who knows what they're doing. Because often, I don't know, do you know this is GPS available everywhere? I, I've used it to get out of places, but it may not be around. I own two GPSs. I own one for the car and one for hiking and they're straight up GPSs. I don't even mess with trying to use the GPS on my phone. Most of the places, especially all of the Cranberry Wilderness, no cell signal at all there because it's so close to Green Bank. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been hiking more or less during the pandemic? Definitely more yeah. until the weather prohibited it really, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say four or five days out of seven. Wow, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, through the decent weather, obviously not in February. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we don't do, don't do a lot, three or four miles probably, typically. Yeah. I mean, when we when she retired, we, we did, what, what was that, 11 miles we did one day? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a bit too much. Yeah. But now, now it's gardening season, so we're not out and about so much, because we have two acres here. Well, how, are you far enough out that deer are a problem? We have a fence. Electric fence. Okay. <laughs> it's the only, only way to keep them out. So besides hiking and gardening during the pandemic, have you guys been watching or reading anything in particular recently? Where to begin? Yes, I read a lot. So it's not everybody's taste, the, the odd things I read. Have you read anything in, that particularly stood out to you recently? Nothing to do with hiking. Oh, um, I don't care. I, all yeah, books. A book called Hamlet. Which is uh, it's a novel about uh, Shakespeare's twin son, his last days with flashbacks to uh, his mother meeting Shakespeare, and how Shakespeare was uh, an absent father. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they were home in Stratford and he was in London. <laughs> it's very well written. It's it's very good. And Has that been published in the past couple of years? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. very new. Like, you know, September, October last year. Things go from my head. I'm about to read something called Clara and the Sun mm -hmm. by uh, Kazuo Ishiguro, who wrote Remains of the Day with Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Uh, yeah. you know, this, this one gets good reviews. This is having a, having a bionic, bionic friend friend uh, yeah the ai uh, I'm, I'm in a book group and this is the read for may <laughs> i haven't started yet but it's got great reviews so and i read a lot of detective fiction just to cheer me up my favorite through, uh, <laughs> i got karen long started reading the donna leone series they're oh, set in venice in venice yes yeah i like those I've been reading books for the um, for Jay's class on racism, caste, mm -hmm. and white fragility. So that's about it. But otherwise, I tend to be a person who does things like making movies for Ollie. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. making projects for him. Yeah. Oh, you know what the best book I read in ages was? What? Was um, Anxious People by Frederick Backman. He read a man called Irve or o O-V-E, I never know how you pronounce it, Swedish, yeah. I think. And this is, this is his latest, fall last year, I think. American Dirt by Jean Cummins. I have heard about that, but I, I heard all, there was a fair amount of uh, 
people were distraught yeah. about it because it was a white woman writing about an immigrant experience when immigrants who had written the same thing didn't get their books published. Did you, <laughs> did you like the story? I like it. Well, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I like this book. Woman by Natalie Anger, Anger. That's I right. Have, I, it has been forever since I've read that. But yeah, I have that. It was good, Thundry. We went to Blackwater Falls in when was that February? Early March. To late March. Like. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that was um, interesting because <laughs> <laughs> we tried to hike, but the, the paths oh. had a lot of snow and ice on them. It was actually a warm day here. It was really nice, and all the way over, it was fine. And we got to Blackwater Falls and the parking area. You know, everything's perfect. Brown and dark green. Um, and we started walking down towards the falls and met someone who said, uh, 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 be careful. And the, the steps were packed ice about three or four inches deep. <laughs> and you could only get down to see the falls by sort of clinging to the side, to the railing. It was dangerous. And even then we only went to the first level. We did go on another path, which was very nice, down to the lake and along from the lake then got stopped by the snow. So then we took a turn in the forest and got lost. <laughs> Had to then come back. Yeah. yeah. The, the paths there weren't terribly well marked. So. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the Dobbins house area. And yeah. they, they yeah. aren't as well marked back there. We snowshoed back there this winter. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. lovely. What tips do you have for making the world a better place? I can't believe you are asking us that. Big question. Ah. Ah, well, I'm in the Sierra Club, so uh, improving the environment is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. We just had Earth Day, by the way. I don't know whether you got there. It was in the Marilla Park. I was outside the city on Saturday. <laughs> okay. okay. How about you, Hillary? Me? Oh. I mean, there's enjoy your environment, make it as beautiful as you can. I'm a gardener. I love to see beautiful flowers and shrubs and plants. Mm -hmm. And I, I get sad when I see bare front yards with a bit of grass when you could have so much nicer around. Learning to get on with other people. Yeah, just... right. that's a big one. <laughs> it's a big one. You realize how much you need it and you can't. So much hate out there. Um, Learning to, to appreciate people with different views. Oh, one wow. thing I should say, um, you know, um, the uh, making the world a better place would be the creation of more rail trails because it seems these have become very popular in cities of getting, so give the opportunity for people to get out and yeah. walk and um, not be ha hassled by cars and motorbikes, etc. We've got some good ones around us mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll have more. One thing we saw in San Francisco, which I'm not sure was possible given the geography of Morgantown, but there were quite a few streets that were close to traffic so that people could get exercise during the pandemic. And I thought that was a great idea. I wish, I wish we had way more of that around here. Sometimes it's just not safe. It doesn't feel safe to walk around Morgantown mm -hmm. because people are zooming by super fast. Right. And I think it gives you a better feeling of an, of an actual neighborhood. You see people. If, you, if everybody just goes out of their house and gets into their cars, you basically don't know who you're living among. Yeah. Everybody's a stranger when they're in cars. Of course, or, sometimes that's good. But seeing people, 
seeing people face to face. You just see they're human beings, yeah, know, not enemies. Well, yeah, you're much... just greeting people. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice day, etc. This this was a lot of fun. I'm always delighted to talk about hiking. So thank you so much for telling me all about your hikes. And and I have I have my detective novel to tell you about. My detective yeah. writer, Charles Todd. Yes, I love the World War One setting. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you guys again. This was a delight. Good. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. My thanks again to Mike and Hillary for joining me, and thank you for listening. If you would like to join us on this podcast, or if you know an Ollie member we should interview, please reach out to us at ollie at hsc.wvu.edu. That's O-L-L-I at hsc.wvu.edu. Until next time, take good care and be kind to those around you and yourself.